What's up, guys? Are you chiseling your quotes on a stone slab? Are you paying your bills with a burlap bag full of coins? Are you sending messages to clients with carrier pigeons? I know some people are. Hopefully you're not. So why are you still only accepting paper checks for your agency bill policies? There's a faster, more secure way to accept funds. It's ePay policy. Easy to use, an ACH solution that integrates seamlessly with your management system ePay policy can be branded with your agency's look and feel, which is important to me, providing your insurance with an amazing touch point. And better yet, it's good for the planet. No paper. Head over to ePayPolicy.com, check them out, use the promo code IGPODCAST. That's IGPODCAST to get your first months free. Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for iProtect Insurance and Financial Services, based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And before we get started on today's episode, please help me welcome, he is a six foot three sophomore from Sarah Land, Alabama, parade first team All-American rivals, five-star recruit. He is a fantastic insurance agent and a great American. Ladies and gentlemen, please stand and welcome the incomparable Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? Great, Scott. How are you today? Funniest story I've ever told right now on the podcast. I never do this. How come, how come nobody stood? I, like, I, I, I stood. <laughs> so, so on that note, when he first started saying that, Aaron Robertson sent me a message and said, uh, Said I stood up in the bath. I was listening to the podcast in the bathtub. Stood up, slipped, and fell down. And the missus had to get me off of the floor. By the, by the way, Scott, we're going to need that liability policy. I understand. That's like that's like that old boy that was standing in Walmart and saw that woman screaming her kids so loud to put that shit down. I put my shit down. <laughs> hey, funniest story I've ever told on the podcast. I get on today. We're all here on a Zoom call. Wish we could be together. My friend and great American, Taylor Dobby, comes on the podcast. I said, Taylor, first words out of my mouth, I said, Taylor, give me some good news. He said, dove season in four days. That's which, it. By, which, by the way, is good news, by the way, for y'all that don't know. Here comes the funny part of the story. I grew up in a little town of four or 5,000 people called Hamilton, Alabama. Every year. September 1, we have dove season, started dove season. We have this thing there called the governor's dove shoot. And it became a tradition that every year the governor of the state of Alabama came up to Hamilton and he would come to the governor's dove shoot. It's a big deal. You know, it's a big deal. Had it on a friend of mine, Rodney Sanderson's land, bunch of property. The funny part of this story, Bradley, would you like to tell our audience who we currently have as the governor of the state of Alabama. And then imagine Ivy. and then imagine Meemaw Ivy at a dove shoot. <laughs> Shooting a shotgun. Is that not hilarious? Hey, anything that happens in the state of Alabama, there is one hundred thousand memes that are created that say Hey, you know what, man? Meemaw Ivy if Mimo Ivy wants to go shoot doves, by God, let her go shoot doves. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> hey, just make sure I'm there with a video, uh, with a f- smartphone video, and her letting that Mossberg go one time. I'd like to, I'd like to video that. So, so here north of the Mason-Dixon, we don't really have dove seeds. That's kind of a you know a southern thing for sure. Or Mimos. When Taylor and I first got the ball home together here, 
and he was heading into his first Dove season, he referred to Dove as the filet mignon of the sky. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. We're almost five years later, and I'm still waiting to eat this flying cow. <laughs> what, what I didn't tell Mike is I didn't really tell him it's because it tastes as good as filet. <laughs> as, as many shells as the way shooting one of them, it cost me just as much as buying a filet. Hey, oh. <laughs> hey, hey, not Tyler. Mention you get one with a with a BB in it, and you swallow that BB. That's not good. All right, I, I, crack a damn one of your left. What do you call those incisors or whatever? Hey, Tyler, do you do you wrap yours in bacon? Uh, I do them a couple different ways. Bacon's always kind of a go to traditional. Yeah. Way. yeah. So. Well, hey guys, I want to get started today. I got two beautiful men on the podcast with us that are friend of our friends of ours and uh, guys we've known for a long time, and that we. We love and we appreciate everything that they do. So go ahead and let me introduce them for you today and give them the introduction they deserve. They are the dynamic duo that spend the majority of their time working to disrupt the insurance industry with over 30,000 members of the Facebook group, The Insurance Soup. If you're not a member, need to go join. Just don't say anything stupid. <laughs> Facebook group, The Insurance Soup. They are the co-owners of of Career Agent Concepts, Taco Bot, Agency Elephant, CIA, among others that they are actually co-owners of. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my profound honor today to introduce, I believe, third-time guest on the Insurance Guys podcast, our friends, Mr. Michael McCormick and Taylor Dobby. How are you, friends? Good. That's how, my, that's how I, I expect every time we hop on a Zoom call, every <laughs> single time during the day, an intro. Well, I, I, I got a level, you know, each time that I've been on, you start going through your intro and you start talking about the 6'3", 200, and I get all excited. I'm like, he's going to say my name. Here it comes. <laughs> Here it comes. I don't want to drop dime on Bradley, but Bradley is not 6'3". That, that intro has cost me so many good connections at conferences because they're looking at some tall guy or some tall guy. Bradley, he should, he should be sticking up above the crowd. Well, hey, guys, I've got so much to talk to both of you about. I, I want to start, though, with insurance suit because it's been such a phenomenon. And, hell, people in my agency, they're all now members of insurance suit because there are a lot of people that are on suit. I mean, I know there's the people we talked about before we got on the podcast today <laughs> that, you know, you have to censor, get out, all that other stuff. But there's a lot of people that are like the gray man that are just there Mm -hmm. And I've talked to my agents before when we had something come up in the agency and they were like, yeah, I, I jumped on insurance soup and I asked a question. In fact, one of them I think did yesterday and, uh, and somebody on insurance soup is answering that question and giving them a, a very knowledgeable, smart reply that, Hey, do this or do that. Or look, look here or go here. It's just turned into something is I'm going to assume bigger than y'all probably ever dreamed of when you started it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. It, it was started as just a, a place that agents from all you know walks of life within the insurance industry, you know, you're a captive, you know, even if you're a captive for what carrier, uh, independent life health could get together and, and really share what was working uh, network. And it's developed into far beyond. I think Mike and I ever really anticipated. Right. Uh, but, I mean, to kind of touch on what you just said you know, about your team jumping in, I won't drop the name of the captive carrier, but a very large one. We helped reduce their agent call-ins by over 10% uh, because they go to suit. 
I mean, it's they're able to get an answer way faster, and you know, not only an answer, but you're able to get it from different points of views, depending on hey, what the question is. Hey, Dobby, my boys deserve a damn check for that. Somebody needs <laughs> to be writing a damn check. No, what I hate is when people when and this happens in in any group when people post a question, there's always a Jeffrey in there that's like, "Well, why don't you know your underwriting guidelines?" Like, <laughs> oh yeah, there's always you, you're, you're not allowed to be new to the industry and try to learn. Is, uh, <laughs> you better yeah. come with twenty years experience and know it all. Is Jeffrey like the uh, the male designated Karen? <laughs> uh, did I miss that memo? That's exactly right. My brother-in-law's name is Jeff. I'm gonna have to bust his balls now. <laughs> <laughs> I think Craig, maybe Craig? Chad, probably Chad. I think Chad, Chad is up there. Chaz, Chad. Yeah, yeah. I love it, and I tell you what, the most joy I think I ever see insurance agents have in their entire life <laughs> is when somebody says something, and the entire thirty thousand group member group, and that's a lot of damn people. They know as soon as that post hits that, oh, God, they are about to get lit up by, <laughs> by McCormick and Dobby. They get most gleeful the, about it. Most of the time, the person posting it knows that they're about to get it, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's, it's been neat. And that's, we catch a lot of slack, and there's, there's years right now that are shaking their head, and they're like, I'm going to turn this damn episode off. Like, the hell with those guys. But we run it very serious. Uh, it's, yeah. it's been something that, you know, it's, it's our business now. That, that's right. where, you know, we make our money. That's what provides for our families, and we treat it as such. But by having that iron fist in the beginning, it, it's created exactly what you said. It's yeah. when someone violates, you know, one of the rules and they try to recruit or they're yeah. trying to come in and sell something, if Mike and I don't catch it soon enough, yeah, you're talking five, 600 comments, and boy, not normally at that point. I want to catch up and, and get a good laugh too, so it, <laughs> it keeps going on. And here's the thing, too, is, and I've had folks ask me before, whether it's at a conference or on the phone or whatever, like, like, tell me about Taylor and Mike. Like, are they good guys? I literally say the same thing every time. I say, no. I've, been around, I've been around both of those guys twice for extended periods of time. We've had multiple Zoom calls, phone calls, DMs, all that stuff. I can tell you this, and I'm not saying this because you guys are on here. Those two guys are two of the most genuinely nice guys I've ever met in this industry. And they also defend the crap out of their brand. Yeah, absolutely. No, I appreciate no ifs, that. ands, or buts. Nobody systems. Don't care who you are. If you violate the rules, you're out. If you hurt yeah. the brand, you're out. And you got to respect that to some degree. No, and I, I'm glad I slid you that that money before we got on here for that. Uh, appreciate it. I will cash that check. Uh, don't 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 cash it too quickly. It, it doesn't matter if you're a client. If you're one of our agents, we treat everyone the same when it comes to that. No one gets a, you know, a buyer or allowed to get away with anything. And it causes headaches. It causes problems. But at the end of the day, it's our business, but it's also the future for a lot of agents. And we want to protect that. And we want to make sure that we keep it a resource that, you know, not only we benefit from, but the other 33,000 members. Well, I, Hey, listen, I'm going to say this to the 250,000 insurance agents that are listening to this right now you need to go join the insurance suit. And I'm not just saying that. I wouldn't – if I didn't know Taylor and Mike, I would I would say the exact same thing. I would say go join it and get your agency team members to join it for no other reason than it is a – it's like the old Encyclopedia Britannicas that everybody had at their house growing up if you're my age. 
because like your team member will be sitting there like, man, I don't know where to place this at. And they literally could just jump on soup and be like, hey, guys, does anybody know where you can place a uh, Airbnb investment property in Alabama? And some son bitch will come over there and be like, yeah, American Modern, go, go do it. Yep. It's, no, it's I, just fantastic. You know what, what hit me, Scott, goes back, Bradley, we were sitting at that steakhouse in Miami. We had Brad and who, who was the other guy from Facebook? Patrick. Patrick, Brad and Patrick. And, you know, sitting there at dinner talking to them and finding out that they use the analytics of soup to really understand the industry better. You know, when it comes to the age, you know, the, there's 33,000 members in the group. And back then it wasn't near that large. But out of that 33,000, there's 28,000 that are active every single month. Right. So, it, you know, for Facebook to be able to use the, the data on the back end and get a better understanding of, you know, the agents in the industry, you know, who's active and engaging to better serve them as a whole. Like that, that's when it kind of hit me that soup is far more than just a Facebook group and a, and a business. I, I was worried about two things that night. The first thing I was worried about was how in the heck am I sitting at this table? The second thing I was worried about is, my God, I organized this. And Taylor Dobby just ordered his third round of Wagyu steak. <laughs> and I hope they don't expect me to pick this tab up. <laughs> well, we got it that night. We got it that night. After the second order, I was like, yep, definitely going to have to carry the tab on this one. Uh, and I think that maybe the 10 beers I ordered at dinner too convinced me. I got a question from Michael. How have you guys seen things change or have you seen things change with all the stuff that you're doing, and we're going to go over a lot of that today, but with the pandemic and kind of what's happened since then, have you seen any changes that kind of made you go, hmm? Yeah, so, uh, you know, when, when all this first started going down, I'm up here in New York. You know, a, a, lot, of, a lot of agents don't realize that, that Taylor and I don't actually office together. We, I mean, we can't even get to each other under normal circumstances without really having it planned out. I'm up here in New York. Taylor's down here in Texas. And New York was, when this first hit, it was the epicenter. And there was a lot of unknowns and, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I was watching everyone in my town afraid to even go to the grocery store. And in the back of my head, I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, like, if this is going to sweep across the nation, there are going to be so many agents that are going to go under, that are going to go belly up, that aren't going to be able to keep their doors open. And I got to tell you, man, completely against my, my intuition, all of our brands have exploded. Yeah. And I, I think it's, I think it's a, a, a direct result of the industry finally coming to terms with the fact that modernizing should have taken place 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, and it's been put off and it's been put off and it's been put off. But now the pandemic was the ultimate ultimatum. Right. Yeah. It was, it, it, you know, for a lot of agents, it was, you know, step into modern times or close your doors. Right. Yeah, it's, it was kind of that rocket fuel because for, for years we've been, you know, beating the drum and really pushing the envelope, trying to be innovative and, you know, utilizing technology and automation and, you know, really being able to, to simplify an agency because right now the agents, you know, the insurance industry to me is still 15, 20 years behind and it's trying to play catch up. But the last couple of years we've done extremely well, but this pandemic opened the eyes and said, look, I know, you know, what corporate is saying. I know what I'm, I've heard from other agents. Like it's time that I do what's best for me. It's time that, you know, I really start looking into this. I've looked at it for two years. Uh, and that's when everything is, has taken off. We've, we've been able to expand the team. Uh, if you're not hiring right now, 
there's a tremendous amount of talent out there that's looking oh, for so much talent. Uh, awesome time to hire. But yeah, it, it's done really well. And it's the future's bright there and it just always allows us to, to continue to focus on the, the quality of, of what we deliver instead of having to really focus on trying to get the you know the agents to come to us. I, I got well what happened is it it forced people to innovate. You know, exactly. those agents exactly. that were sitting back there like, no, I'm just going to, you know, the one, the guys that are, and the girls that were comfortable that, hey, we've always done business this way, I bet aren't saying that as much as they used to. And I think there's obviously been a lot of agencies in areas, not like where I'm at, where things are kind of open back up that are having to use things like Zoom and Loom and video quotes and uh, DocuSign and things like that. And the All ones that are been using years ago. All the stuff they should have been using 10 years ago that folks like myself for the last five years have been saying, use this, use this, use this. We just didn't know we were preparing for a pandemic, right? And the ones that are really, and I would love to get your thoughts on this, the ones that are really going to be screwed. And and first off, the saddest thing I've seen are agencies that are some of my competitors that haven't closed because they physically could not close because they don't have the technology to allow people to work from home. That's the, probably yes. the saddest thing. One of the saddest things I've seen through all this, like you're literally having to discount the importance of the lives of the people that work for you mm-hmm. because you did not do the correct job of innovating in your business or at least looking at innovation. Right. But moving forward, I think the people that are really going to be screwed, I think the ones that use the technology and continue to use it are going to be okay. Um, even if they're not using it good, the ones that are really going to be screwed are when things start to get back to normal, whatever normal is, go back to the old way of doing things. Mm-hmm. Now their Absolutely. competitors are here. Now, the, you know, you had the guys that were out front and the girls are out front and then you had everybody else kind of around here in purgatory. Now your competitors are up here and you've gone backwards. I think yep. those are the ones that are really going to be screwed. I would really like to get your thoughts on that. Well, I mean, before we even dig into that, to your point, as far as not being able to, uh, not being able to close, not being physically able to close because you're just not outfit for it. True story. As this all went down up here, there is a woman in insurance suit who is a team member for a local Allstate agency here. And the Allstate was refusing to close very similar to what you were saying. You know, they didn't, they weren't equipped. The guy is like a 37 year agent, et cetera, et cetera. And the woman was saying that she was nervous and she's nervous for her health and she's nervous for all this and da, 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 da. And no joke, two weeks later, she uh, slid back into my DMs and let me know that their life specialist who was in his sixties caught COVID and passed away. Damn. I mean, that's not to say he got it in the agency. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to paint that picture. I mean, who the hell knows where he got it, but you know, the agency that refused to close suffered a loss. And I mean, it's, it's not far fetched to paint the picture. No, but to go kind of into that further, Bradley, you know, you said how it's affected agents. Uh, When this happened, it it affected the carriers. Uh, We had multiple carriers, national carriers that reached out, to you know, really implement agency elephant and the automation side, uh, we had uh, it's a smaller national carrier, uh, kind of really niched out. I'd say reached out and wants to incorporate Talkobot. Uh, you know, we talked to one of the the largest carriers in the country, you know, about implementing the marketing side, and they realized it on their level. Like, holy shit, we're so far behind. Like, we have to make in order to get drastic change, you have to have drastic change, and it came out of left field on the carrier level outside of just the agents. And I think it kind of woke a lot of agents up and said, look, if the carriers are looking into it, 
I, I kind of, you know, stay ahead of the curve. So and I, I, I got to be honest. I mean, since its inception, by and large, with everything that we've done to help agents have been on an individual agent basis. This pandemic has been a real eye opener for us so far as the idea behind an entire organization wanting to really take hold of one of our technologies or whatever and run with it. It's definitely created a, a slightly different approach to sales and networking and all that kind of stuff for sure. Yeah. I got another question for y'all. I hate to say this, but I think the four people on this podcast might've had a little something to do with this. Y'all are you guys seeing an inflow, a large inflow of captive agents that are looking to go independent? I mean, is that increased over the past year or so? Yeah, it's it's never been higher. You know, CIA career insurance agents, that's all I I focus. I don't say all. Me and Mike, we go back and forth on Zoom calls like this multiple times a day. But CIA is my focus. You know, like that that's that's kind of my baby. And I'd say, you know, 95% of my time is dedicated to that and helping agents go that independent route. And over the last 12 months, I mean, it's, it's been insane. Right now, I mean, to, to show the interest, I'm six, seven weeks out just to get on that first call with me. And that's agents that have gone through the entire process of inquiring, watching videos, and it shows. I mean, you've got national carriers that are, you know, cutting renewals, that are making changes, that are, you know, indicating that there's about to be, you know, really big changes going on and their agents are jumping ship left and right. And not just the smaller new agents. I'm talking 20 million, you know, plus in premium agents that are jumping ship and saying, look, I'm willing to start over, start over after getting the 20 something million because I see the future, you know, of where the carrier is heading. It's, and, it's, and, and not just it's one particular carrier, all the big brands. I mean, you got, you got big dogs from all the major brands that are, that are making moves. Yeah. Taylor, I know you talk to some folks that maybe they don't necessarily know what they're trying to get themselves into mm -hmm. folks that we've talked about or that you've posted about that they think they can just make a phone call and go independent tomorrow. What percentage of people would you say are how big of a decision this is and what it entails and what percentage would you say think that they just push a button and things are ready to go? One, it's, it's, a huge, you know, a huge decision. And that's why any, any agent that has spent time with me, um, you know, I, I typically we're on a, a video call hour, hour and a half for every agent. If I'm late to that call, I stay late and I run late to the next and I work into the night until I get them all done. But they know that I'm, I don't push them. You know, I don't follow up and I'm not going to blow their phone up and, and beg them to sign a contract because it is a huge decision. You know, like th this isn't what we're going to pick out for lunch today. It's, it's not what we're, you know, we're going to wear tomorrow. This is a career decision and you've got to make it at the end of the day, it's got to be in your best interest and be what's best for you in your future. And a lot of agents, you know, have that mindset. And I had it. I was guilty of it, too, before getting into this side of things is, well, if I go with an aggregator, I could do the same thing without. Why would I want to pay? And until you really learn what the overrides, the bonuses, getting carriers that you, that you need that you wouldn't be able to get, you know, on your own. When all that comes into play, I, I can stack up just about any agent in the country and show them an aggregator model that will make them more money and allow them to have further success than doing it on their own. It's very simple. Uh, but a lot of people think it's simple. Pick up the phone. Oh, I want to, I want to point my travelers. I'm going to call. Mm -hmm. I want to point my stay at all. And I'm going to call. And it's like, all right, like, go ahead. Like, I'll, I'll help you. I'll give you Mike Loroco's number. I know y'all were just on a call with him. You know, I'll give you the CEO of progressive. Um, she's awesome. Like we, we can connect you with them. 
But what it comes down to is what's your experience? What's your production levels? Uh, a lot of agents don't realize how far a really good business plan goes. And that they always circle back. The ones that try to do it on their own circle back. I've got an agent actually in Alabama that's coming in. Very successful agent doing extremely well after leaving captive. And he's still coming in because the numbers make sense. Right. You know, even if you can do it on your own, you know, you're limiting yourself. It's not about, you know, just getting carrier access. And that's where a lot of agents say, oh, if I can just get some carriers, I can make it. And it's not. I can strategically know in Alabama and knowing the carriers that are there that are looking to grow the market share, you know, where they're at compared to where they were. I could give you 20 carriers that you wouldn't be able to do anything with. And I could probably give you four or five that would have you at a, a 50, 60% close. Right. It's about correct carrier access. And that's where the agent struggle is. You're not able to get that correct carrier access on your own without the production and the proof and history, you know, behind you. Mm. Hey, I, I tell you what I want to do guys. You guys have got so much to offer these agents in terms of different products and services. I told Bradley before we got on the podcast, I said, besides insurance soup, we want to talk about that and we already have, but there's four or five other things that you guys do that I want to make sure these agents listening to our show are aware of. I know some of this stuff Bradley is a member of and has already done, but can you just kind of, if I blow through them, can you give us like a three to five minute just overview of, okay, here's what it is. This is what it does. Here's who you need to contact if you want it. The one I'm going to start with is career agent concepts. And Bradley, I think you've gone through that, correct? Okay. So give us just a brief summation, what it is, what it does, and what, how it can help these guys. I'll, I'll let you take that, Mike. That's, that's more your baby. Well, I was going to let Bradley take it, you know, so it's a little <laughs> bit less of a, a biased, you know, take yeah, on it. Let's do that. I, I don't, I don't, want, to, I don't want to put Bradley on the spot like that. Here's, here's what I tell people. There's a lot of really, really good information out there as it relates to online lead generation, Facebook marketing, things like that, right? Paid ads. There's no one that can take that and put it into an insurance frame of mind. Mm -hmm. It's very, very, very hard. Take some of the best marketers in the world. It's very hard from the, for them to go from something that's like super mainstream and super easy to do and translate that over to insurance. Yep. And myself, prior to CAC, ran a lot of Facebook ads, had some success, but I always had a hard time. Like, how do you put that whoever talking head that sells a $49.99 course, what they're talking about into an insurance sense? And when I found CAC, it was like, okay, these guys have already figured out how to take this these strategies and make them work for insurance, which is not the easiest thing in the world to find your target client for. Would that be fair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty fair. And we've been in marketing masterminds now for, you know, closing in on a decade at this point. But, you know, one of the things that that always kind of, I guess, makes people, people walking into CAC are a little bit, uh, are a little bit hesitant or tentative is the fact that they've tried big name general marketer, you know, whoever, it doesn't matter. You know, you know, any, any of the, the real big names on the actual marketing circuit that are like, if, if you follow marketing, it's just a name you're going to know. And when you dig into what we're doing in CAC to, to Bradley's point, it is all insurance focused, but it's not just advertising on the social platforms. It's kind of where it started, I would say. Yeah. But as it's grown and as we've developed and, and all that kind of stuff, the focus of the mastermind is on social media, social media marketing, automation, building referral partners, and all that kind of stuff. 
but at the end of the day, it's a family of agents that are just busting their asses, making each other better. Right. But behind the scenes, it's something that's not really talked about all that much. You know, we've put just shy of 4,000 agents through CAC in the last four and a half years. Yeah. And one of the cool things that's developed is this little like referral club almost that happens in CAC where, you know, the internet's a big place, right? You know, I mean, insurance groups alone, you probably got 25 to 30 to choose from. And in those groups, there are people that are offering up referrals left and right all day, every day. In insurance suit, you'll probably find 20 plus referrals being offered up. The CAC agents are all over all of them. And because there's so many of them and they're all looking out for each other, from 50,000 feet, like if you're just a, a casual fly on the wall of insurance suit, it looks like there's a free-for-all going on every time that there's a, a referral put up. There's no free-for-all going on. CAC is dominating it, and it's going to one of our agents. Yeah. It just happens. No, it, it's been neat to watch it evolve. Like Mike said, it started as, you know, purely that, that Facebook advertising, you know, generating leads, involved in, the, you know, how to generate leads for your referral partners. Uh, and then the automation side, you know, branching out to, you know, really – We've got many courses that make it to where it's niched out just for live leads, you know, the organic side. So you're not looking to get into the Facebook ads, but you want to use Facebook to generate opportunity, but how to do so. Uh, we've brought in mentors and trainers that are back in the private group, the support group, and that's what they, you know, specialize in. That's what they're damn good at. And it's really evolved. I mean, last, what, this month, last 27 days, we've done all, like, I'm, I'm talking, I think we're three members short of having 100 agents join just this month. So it's, it's definitely, it's the longest, longest lasting uh, marketing program for insurance agents uh, that, that teach what we teach by far. Next one up to bat, Taco Bot. This is the one I'm wildly interested in, by the way. So, so Taco Bot is a chat bot service that you're able to, uh, that you're able to rent month to month. We offer a number of, I don't even know what the actual total cumulative number of different messenger bots that we've got available right now is, but uh, I mean, we're close to 10, eight, we've got eight to 10 different messenger bots that all accomplish various things for you on your Facebook business page, on your Facebook ads. Uh, if you're, if you're, if you're watching right now and messenger, uh, messenger marketing or chat bots is a, a, a phrase or a term that's new to you. Basically it's like a, um, it's like an autoresponder that is able to conduct very complex communication and integrate it with technology to create an experience for a prospect that's interact that's engaging with your Facebook ad that is truly unique. So, you know, as an example, right now we've got a a bot through TacoBot that allows someone to go through the entire life insurance application with a leads analysis shopping you know shopping them through a number of carriers offering them a number of different products scheduling the medical and they don't they, they never even leave facebook to to get it done right we've got another one right now uh that we use uh that we use with referral partners where someone can comment on an ad for a real a realtor or a loan officer one of the things that we uh we teach agents to do is to generate referrals for uh, leads for referral partners in order to earn those uh, those relationships so they'll run, they'll run an ad trying to get people to, uh, you know, comment if they're interested in potentially buying a home in the next, you know, 90 to 180 days. And anyone that comments then gets engaged in their messenger by TacoBot 
asks them a couple of questions, and then shares with them uh, the homes in their area that they would be qualified to potentially own based on how they answer their questions. So basically, at the end of the day, TacoBot is something that really just throttles your marketing. It helps you conduct conversations when you're not present. It lowers lead costs. It increases the intent of the prospect that is uh, engaging with the chatbot. Because, I, I mean, if you think about it, someone sees an ad and there's no chatbot or, or anything like that attached to it. They click on it, they fill out a form, and now they wait. Now they have to wait to see if they're interested. They have to wait to see if the person or the service is, is uh, as advertised in the whole nine. With TacoBot, literally in that exact moment of, of curiosity, they are being engaged and that carrot's being dangled in front of them enough where now when you do call them, it was more than, yeah, let me just fill out this information and see who calls me. Now they've actually got some information about the product or service that they were inquiring about. They're excited about it and they're, you know, they're, they're way more likely to buy. They're way more likely to pick up that phone. Yeah. No, I wish we had CJ Hudson Pillar on with us. He's, he's really the brain behind TacoBot. He's able to take anything that has an API, you know, really go through, connect the softwares, and, and make magic happen. Are these standalone products, though? And can all, I mean, obviously they can be used in conjunction with each other, but then if an agent doesn't want one thing, but they want this, can they, can they do that, or is it all integrated? No, at everything, you could use everything individually. Okay. Uh, Certain things complement the others and you're able to do a lot more with it. You know, if you don't right. have a lot of opportunity coming in or a lot of traffic, then TacoBot's not really going to be something you would heavily utilize. But right. if you're running the Facebook ads and you're trying to get your, your, your cost per lead down, uh, TacoBot, you know, reduces that greatly. And so it right. becomes kind of takes what you're doing already that's successful and just amplifies it to a whole new level. Well, and it's good too. You know, what I like about the chatbot approach from a Facebook lead standpoint is it's always good to have that consistency. You know, we don't want somebody clicking on an ad and then sending them to a landing page. that looks nothing like the ad they clicked on. Mm -hmm. Whereas that, that keeps them on faith. You know, when, when the Facebook lead ad thing came out, I had terrible results with it, but as people got used to it, Yep. That became my preferred way to do stuff because they never leave their phone. They stay on Facebook. And then also Facebook's going to reward the crap out of you for keeping them on there oh, and yeah. not sending them somewhere else, you know? Yeah. Anytime you drink that traffic off of the platform, you know, one, your, your cost per lead is going to go up. They, they, they don't want yeah. they pay a lot of money to, to, to get you there. Uh, they don't want you to leave. So definitely helps. Yeah. Next one up to bat. I don't know much about it. These agents need to know about it. It's a technology they need to know about. Agency Elephant. All right. Agency Elephant is a all-in-one communication tool that, uh, that we bring to the, uh, the marketplace. And we've actually done some, some pretty big improvements around, uh, around AE very recently. So AE, with the exception of smoke signals and carrier pigeons, there's not a form of communication out there that it doesn't do. Uh, it does, uh, it, it's got a dialer, it's got, uh, you know, email, text messaging, ringless voicemail, it's got a technology called VoiceBot technology uh, that'll actually make dials for you and then connect you to whoever picks up. Uh, you've, got an, uh, you've got the ability to, uh, to have people book stuff on your online calendar, you've got the ability to have people electronically sign documents. It's, it's unbelievable all the different things that agents utilize it for, but what it does is agency elephant can take a team that would normally, you know, require 10 people 
to service a book of business and reduce it down to about three. And the reason is agency elephant is consistent every time that campaign, when it triggers that message, it's going out the same every single time. When you're asking right after you write a client for a Google review, every single client's getting that message. You know, when you're following up 60 days before their birthday, you know, to, to rediscuss that life policy, every single person's getting it. And so not only is it consistent, it's the same message, but it allows people to communicate where they're comfortable. And I think that's where agents kind of miss the mark. Uh, me, I'm, I'm a texter. Like if you text me, I can text you back. If I'm on one of these calls, I can text you back. But if you call, even if I've got the two minutes right then, I know I've got a call right after that that I've got to prep for and I can't take a call. So texting, you'll always be able to get a hold of me and agents get so dialed in to where they want to call or they just want to email instead of communicating with the person in the, in the form that they're comfortable with. And so it increases your, your line of communication across the board. So one of the things that we did uh, very recently with Agency Elephant as well was we, uh, we changed the format of it. So we used to give agents a blank slate and just let them create whatever they wanted to create for their agency. And some of the feedback that we got from agents was, uh, you know, some agents absolutely love that kind of, uh, you know, blank canvas and the ability to, you know, just create. But there's a whole other contingency of agents that have absolutely no desire to be creative. And if you gave them the ability to be creative, what they would put together for you wouldn't exactly be all that impressive. Right. So, uh, so recently we, uh, we put together a, a built for you model where we actually provide uh, north of 20 different automations that you can just plug right into your agency. Everything's already done. Your agency's name is in it, phone number, address, the, like the whole nine. And we've, we're also now offering a done for you model where you actually hop on the phone with us twice a month for an hour. Let us know what kind of, uh, what kind of campaigns and marketing and, and messaging you want going out to different segments of your book and, and your prospects and all that kind of stuff. And we grip it and rip it. And you just take, and you just handle the phone calls that, that, that come in. Let's say some agencies that are listening to this obviously will probably want more information. Do they have to have a certain type of phone system? Let's say they've got, you know, I've got Polycom phones in here, but whatever they've got, I assume they could also just dial through the computer if they've got speakers in a you know wireless uh, video cam on their computer. Is there any certain things they would need to have a uh, agency elephant? No, it's just, just got to be a VoIP. Yeah, a VoIP phone, but you don't have to use the, the phone side of it. If you're just using it for the text, the email, the ringless voicemail, and, and that's you know pushing traffic back to your phone that's sitting on your desk, it doesn't have to be through AE. Uh, having the ability to, to click the call, when a call comes in, it pulls up their profile on your screen, and you're able to put the notes in, everything. Uh, you know, we're talking about running an agency like 2020. It makes life easier. And if, if you're looking to simplify and do it all under one system, Agency Elephant does that. And then last but not least, I think, unless you guys have got something I haven't gotten here, and we may need to talk about that because you guys may have some stuff that you're looking at right now. I'm talking six months, year from now that you're going to have that we need to talk about as well. But the last one I have on here is are you, are you speculating that we've got more projects in the work? I, would not surprise me a bit. Would not surprise me a bit. Oh. But Taylor, you want to talk? I know you spoke about it earlier, you know, maybe twenty minutes ago. But uh, CIA, and and I know you talked a little bit about it, but just give them an overview of what that is. Yeah, so CIA Career Insurance Agents, it's a, it's a national aggregator. Uh, you know, we help agents, open independent agencies all across the country. We're in forty three states. We've got over two hundred plus carriers between the personal and the commercial lines. Uh, we offer three different contract options. 
you know, Mike and I, when we started suit, the one thing that we've always done is we looked at the audience and we listened to the agent's complaints. What's their problems? And we, we go out and we try to create the solution to it. And when we, we grew to about 5,000 members, we saw that, you know, a lot of agents wanted to go independent, but they didn't know where to go. And they, they found somewhere, but they weren't going to get the support they needed. They were the type that really needed their handheld and they weren't going to receive that. Uh, or the comp, you know, was just horrible. And so we said, look, like if it's that big of a problem, let's create one, let's do it ourselves. And like we go into, well, it can't get that hard. I mean, agents can go and just get appointments. Like why, why can't we, right? Found a, a large agent, went down that path, uh, keep the story short, ended up pulling the plug because we weren't comfortable in the deliverable, you know, the experience the agent was going to have. So we said, okay, instead of us trying to reinvent the wheel, let's go and let's find an organization that's already years ahead of us that we can combine forces and really take to the next level. And so we spent two years, we visited with 13 different aggregators all around the country. Some of your, you know, that are in the top three, some that were brand new, uh, some that have been around for a long time, just never really got into that growth mode. And we found an organization that checked off all the boxes that we were looking for. And by combining forces, we were able to, to bring the technology, you know, the automation, the marketing side, really bring what we're really strong and real, you know, we're really good at. And by combining forces, it's been a, a huge interest of agents, uh, you know, over the last couple of years, but it's, it's been fun. I enjoy it. And that's why I spend majority of my time. Kids go to bed. I'm replying to emails and sending contracts and it's been a lot of fun, but, I see independent being the way of the future. Uh, you know, I'm not saying, you know, the captives are going to die or go away, but I do see them reducing and having larger agencies, in my opinion, versus having multiple within one town. I see kind of the direction behind the scenes that's going on. Um, nationwide just went independent. You know that. So to me, you got a big captive carrier who's going to be next. After that, who's going to be the next? And eventually, I see the independent side being the way that agents look at it. But yeah, in a nutshell, we're a national aggregator, 200 plus carriers, multiple different contracts. Taylor, what's been the biggest surprise during this process? And I'm back, by the way. Uh, biggest surprise with CIA? Just in general, just through the whole, yeah, through the whole thing. Like what's been the biggest, maybe on the carrier side, maybe on the aggregator side, maybe on the agent side, like what's been the biggest, the biggest like surprise? I want to answer this too. Okay. You go, okay. Yes, you, you first. Biggest surprise was where agents focus is and how it's in the wrong areas. You know, there, there's really four things when I get on a call with an agent and I say, you know, what, what are the, you know, the questions that you came to this call with? Let's address those before we get going, knock them out. I'm going to cover about 95% of your questions anyways, but I, let's go ahead and, and address those. And it's always what to take to start. What are the contract splits? What carriers am I going to get? Is there any training support? And that's the order that most agents go in. So the first thing that they're looking at is, you know, what, what's it take to start? What's that startup fee? And that, that's a, a one-time short-term payment. But that's a deciding factor for a lot of agents that really affect their long-term growth and their ability to earn. That, to me, should be the very end. That should be the last thing of those four is that startup. Because once it's done, it's out the way. Your contract splits, you know, looking at your comparing contracts, and say, Bradley, you come to the table and you're at, you know, you've got someone that's going to pay you 93.7. You know, you're going to get 93% of all commissions and, and the aggregator is only going to keep seven. And say, you know, Mike comes to the table and, and he's got a contract for, you know, that's a 90.10. 
on the surface, the 93.7 looks better. And that's where agents, that's what they focus is just that number. But you take, you know, that same aggregator, say they're at 93.7 and they're not cutting the agents into the overrides or the bonuses. So that agent's getting 93% of say just 15. That comes out to 13.95%. Now Mike is getting 90% of 17 because he gets his percentage of the override. So taking 90% of 17, now he's at 15%, 15 and a half. So who's really making out more there? So it's not about the actual split. It's the, all the details in the contract itself when it comes to the overrides. Diving deeper on the carrier side. All carriers aren't equal, and it really depends on the type of agency you're looking to build. An agent comes to me that wants to build a non-standard agency, then looking at the national big carriers isn't really going to benefit them all that much. We need to dial it in you know, to the type of agency they're trying to build, but also how are aggregators getting you that access? Agents view it as they just get access. That's, that's the furthest thing from the truth. You know, are you just getting a subcode through the aggregator, you know, their house code? So are you essentially just a producer on paper for the aggregator? Or are they getting you direct appointments to where now you benefit, you know, on the agency production side as well and you qualify for the, you know, the different contests and things on the carrier level. Getting access is a big deal, but correct access uh, is even bigger. You know, knowing what carriers are looking to gain market share what carriers are writing the most business as of right now, really dialing it in, correct carrier trumps, just carrier access all day long. The, the other thing I tell people too, because I have a lot of new agents reach out to me and, and I steer most of them or all of them in your direction, but the binding authority too. Oh. Like I see, I know some people talking to clusters without naming any names or aggregators and I'm like, you know, they're not going to give you binding authority, right? Like you're going to have to submit a paper application it's going to have to go to an underwriter. It's going to have to go to another underwriter. It's going to come back to you for an auto quote. And yeah. they're like, wait, what? I'm like, yeah, you need to ask that question. Meanwhile, the captains are closing, uh, are closing their prospects on the, on the exact same call that, they, uh, that they're doing the quoting. Yeah. So, yeah. no, the binding authority. And that all that's, comes down to how are you getting that carrier access? The last, which I think is really, you know, one of – if not the most important, is that training and support. Uh, you know, like you said, you got a lot of new agents that come to you, Bradley. You plug a, an agent into an organization that has, you know, real training, real support. They're not throwing a binder at them and saying good luck. You know, they're not giving a 1-800 number to call in and talk to someone different every time. When an agent comes on board and they've got a dedicated trainer, that's who they talk to. They call, text, email five, six, seven times a day. They build that relationship and that trainer is vested in their success and they're compensated on how successful that agent is, then you're going to get a much different experience on that training side. And you, I mean, perfect example, you, you both were captives on the independent side now, right? You, you're captive. You learn one company, you know, one brand, you know, one product, you take a successful captive agent and now dump 20 carriers on them that have multiple different products, different underwriting guidelines, all new rating system management system, and without training support, that agent may not even make it on the independent side. So the, to me, that's, that determines how quickly an agent sees success, but also the level of success that they're able to, to ultimately achieve. Right. Hey, Mike, you wanted to answer that question too that Bradley asked. You know, Taylor's obviously way, way more involved with CIA than I am. Uh, you know, he is in the trenches with the agents on a daily basis, both with regards to their operations and with regards to onboarding and 
you know, all that kind of stuff. I, I do a lot of support on the, the marketing side and, you know, automation and technology, that kind of stuff. So I'm, while I'm not as hands-on and bringing agents on, I was very hands-on when we were pursuing getting this off the ground. And the one thing that absolutely blew me away was the amount of these large outfits that do not care if the agent makes it or not. Right. When we, when we came up with the idea for CIA and the idea behind providing a tremendous amount of support and the idea of kind of bridging the gap from captive to independent and making it feel as captive e as possible, as I make up words here, you know, where you're getting the, the support, you're getting the camaraderie, you're getting the community, you've got leadership that you can reach out to without all the, without all the captive BS, you know, when we were presenting this to various outfits around the nation and saying, listen, like, this is what we're looking to, to supplement your offer with. Let's get it done. I can't even tell you, like the majority of them told us they just weren't interested in offering that level of support. That, that they're all 1099 contractors. And, and it's all true. I mean, nothing, nothing that they're saying is false. You know, they're, they're, you know, they're 1099 contractors. They're all big, you know, they're all big boys and girls. If they make it, they make it. And if they don't, well, we've got 3,700 agents. One of them will just buy that $100,000 book from the failed agent and we move on. Well, and, diving into it, it made more sense why a lot are that way. It's because depending on the contract, depends on when you're able to sell that book. And if you fail prior to that time, guess what? Mothership takes it over, right? But now they get to turn around and either sell it to one of their agents, make that instant cash while keeping that business under their umbrella and still getting the renewals and, and you know, they're cut there. So it makes sense from a financial level if you're just looking to churn and burn and take any agent on that has a pulse and a license. And there's a lot of recruiters out there, a lot of organizations that that's exactly what they'll do is, is they'll, anything to get that, that contract signed and done, uh, they'll do it and they'll say it. It's, it's yeah. kind of like the oh, it's kind of like the old used car dealer that did buy here pay here. Mm-hmm. I knew one that sold the same car five times. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's like, I've made more money on that car. He said, I'll sell it to him. I'll get five thousand dollars down, three thousand dollars down. Not saying this is an ethical business model at all. Three thousand <laughs> down. Own it for six months. They missed two payments. We go get it. Sell it again. Yep. No, and that's, I use an old car salesman too on, on just about every call because uh, I know we're not the right fit for every agent. Every agent's not the right fit for us. And it's the old car salesman saying, there's an ask for every seat. You know, it's a matter of finding what seat's the most comfortable to you. You know, what's the best fit for you? And that's all that matters. It doesn't matter what a recruiter says. It doesn't matter, you know, the way they word something. At the end of the day, it's got to be what's best for you uh, or else you're making the wrong decision. I was going to say, a lot of people are actually surprised when they hear that Taylor and I actually turn agents down, not just CIA. If you if you slide into our DMs and and you wanna you wanna kind of share your scenario with us before we really get the ball rolling and you expose the fact that like the proverbial poop's gonna hit the fan, yeah. we we will advise you to not utilize us or not utilize like I think that's one of the things that separates us to a degree as well, is is the fact that we do turn people away and we do tell people no. I had a I had a gal that was in my uh, in my messenger just yesterday, looking to pick up CAC. I wouldn't let her. Yeah. I wouldn't let her. She told me like, one of the things that she was telling me was that she was feeling overwhelmed. She's a one she's a one woman agency, and she's bogged down in service work. And I told her straight up, you don't need more leads. You need to start working on systematizing your office so that you've got more time, or you've got to hire someone so that you've got more time. Come back to me 
when you've got that problem solved, but I'm not going to throw you into the fire here of uh, a program that's not even going to fix the problems that you're coming to me telling me that you have right now. Yeah. Hey, Michael, before we leave, we got to go in just a minute, but before we leave, wildly interested in this. As we look to 2021, give us, uh, give us a flavor of maybe some things that are a thing that you and Taylor are – and you may just have to give a 30-foot view of this, but something that you guys are exploring right now in terms of something else that you can give these agents out there. Yeah, hold, hold on. Before you cover that, Mike, Yellow Brick Road. We launched it in, I think, March or April. Yeah. Um, and it's a self-scripting software for agents. Uh, right. You know, if you struggle on, you know, training your team or, or even just struggle on cross-selling, you know, every product every time, Yellow Brick Road sets it up to where you pick the type of call, you know, and it has the scripts in front of you. You don't have to follow them exactly. It just gives you those guidelines. But it asks the question, any objection that that customer could, could throw back at you, it has the objection. You click tells you how to overcome the objection and keeps it on the sales path. Absolutely phenomenal. It's helped thousands of agents, you know, trained producers that are doing hundred plus apps a month really is, is neat. And we hadn't really gotten the, the time. That's one thing we struggle with is to really dedicate and put into it to get it out there. It's maybe why you hadn't even heard of it, but it, it's tremendous behind the scenes, the, the tracking ability, the accountability, everything that you can do there. And that's, that's on the soup side as well, but I'll let Mike and, if I had a mute button to, to know how, how much he's going to say, I'd, I'd be really close to it right now. <laughs> I, I, I'm not letting that much out right now. All right. We, we've got a couple of projects going on behind the scenes. We always do. And, and honestly, and honestly we, uh, we don't like to talk about them too much because we've talked about projects that never came to fruition that people got excited about. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we certainly don't want to do that here. But we've, uh, we've got something cooking behind the scenes right now that if we're able to pull it off, and when I say I, when I say if I mean when because we always we always do. As an insurance agent, if you're if you're riding with us, you're n- never gonna have to say no to a prospect ever again. Yeah, it, I don't care. Be- I don't care who you write for. I don't care what you got available to you. I don't care what products you got. I don't care if you're turning your prospect down and you got nowhere else to go with it. You're never. gonna get it placed and you're gonna get paid. Yeah, it's gonna be neat. Like Mike said, we we talk about projects and we're not the type to get an idea and just, you know, build the airplane on the way down before we jump off that cliff. We want to at least have the damn instructions in front of us. And so we put a lot of, a lot of time and and effort into making sure that we do it right because it's not, it's not about just, you know, can we do this and it be successful? Uh, We've turned down a lot of opportunities that we would have gained from financially and, you know, huge ways, but it wasn't the best thing for the agent or the industry. And we make sure that before we launch anything that the agent's, that focus is number one. Is it going to benefit the agents more than us? Right. And if it is, then how do we do it to where we do it to be the absolute best? We're not looking to be mediocre or fit right in with what's out there. If we're, if we're going to do something, we want to make the others go, holy shit, let's go back to the drawing board. And who are these guys and where do they come from? Right. That's what's going on now is this has been yellow brick road. took us 12 months to, to build out. It was over 230 pages, uh, size 10 font front and back. There's a, a ton of scripting. That's in that software. And it took us almost 12 months to get to where it was ready to launch. Uh, what we're working on now isn't anything that will pop up in the next month, two months, three months, maybe not in the next 12 months. But when it does, uh, not only will it, it help hundreds of individuals find employment, but it'll help thousands and thousands of agents around the country have, have far greater success. Man, that's fantastic. Hey, Bradley, you got anything before I shut this thing down? I'm good, brother. 
Guys, men, I appreciate y'all being on the show today. Hey, Michael McCormick, before we leave, we talked about a lot of things today. Tell everybody how to reach you, where they can go to get a, get a hold of you. Head on over to theinsurancesoup.com, or better yet, head out over to Facebook, do a little search for Insurance Soup, jump on into the group, and uh, you'll find me. You'll find Taylor. You'll find Brian Blair. You'll find Kirk Fuquay. You'll find CJ Hudson Pillar. You'll find the Insurance Guys podcast featured whoop. prominently. Whoop, whoop. Hey, man, I really appreciate you being on the show. We love both of you very much. Likewise. And on behalf of the insurance agents from around the world that are listening to this, thank you for being a disruptor in the insurance industry. We need more Taylor Dobbies. We need more Michael McCormick's, at least I do in my life. So thank you both very much. I really appreciate that. Appreciate you, fellas. Guys, as I always leave you every week, rewards come from action, not discussion. Our job is to give you stuff to go look at and see if it fits your agency model and if it can move your agency one step forward to greatness. I hope that we, I know that we did that today. And I hope you guys will go take a look at some of the stuff we talked about. Get your ass out from behind that desk today and go out into the big bad world and sell insurance. Build relationships, make money for your family, for your husband, for your wife, for your kids' college funds so that they can be successful one day. And go help your damn parents who are struggling right now and having to stay at home. Go help them. Write good business for the agencies that you represent and write good business for the companies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love you too. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, guys. Guys, hey, anytime, y'all are more than welcome on this show any day of the week, 24-7, and we love you both. And Insurance agents, you are listening to the Insurance Guys podcast, and we'll see you back here real soon. Take care.